0: I did a story on Temu a few weeks back and it's because I had never heard of Temu. It came up as like an advertisement and it was selling a keyboard and stuff super, super cheap. And I was like, huh, that's gotta be weird. And I like to try things to see if they're real. And I tried it. I didn't know this was a massive company. It's actually already a massive company. Um, Then I found out that the people who are essentially the coders for Temu are also the people who created an app previously that got delisted because it was harvesting all your information and selling it on the web. So I was really weirded out. I uh, deleted it. Now I'm really torn because if it's like as a big, big, massive company, is it still doing these nefarious things? Yes. Because that's what big, big companies do. But it's weird because if it's like a group stealing your information, let's say like 10 guys, uh, that seems weirder and scarier than Amazon stealing your information. But the reason it came up again is I was a little torn because I was like, if it's a big company, I might have some protections against it. Because the issue really is what kind of guarantees are in place is there government oversight. Because if you have a little criminal organization like five, ten guys, they're going to take everything they can and run. A company, Temu, that is internationally recognized is going to have a much harder time doing that. So there might be some protections there. So I was like, should I try to get as many deals as I can before they rip me off so badly and get all my information and go somewhere else and sell it to someone, you know, nefarious? I don't know. Uh, Then the story came out that they're suing Shine. Shine is a, a company I had heard of but I've never used. So it's a fast fashion company. I think you can tell from what's presented in front of you. If you watch the YouTube video, fast fashion is not my thing. Uh, I'm into very old fashion. What am I wearing now? I'm wearing a sweater, like a hoodie that I don't like. Uh, But it is the problem is that it's so comfortable. It is the most comfortable piece of clothing I own. So I don't really like giant labels and it has a giant roots label on the chest. Uh, If if it didn't have that, I'd probably be okay with it. But the thing is, the the core issue is I actually don't like the way it looks. But it's like wearing Jedi pajamas all day, which I'm a big fan of. I'm super comfortable. I have an old Champion uh, Henley underneath and a t-shirt under that. An Everlast. So it's just like different sports brands layered on top of each other. And I have a hat with a, a slightly racist character on it. So fashion is clearly not my forte. I buy stuff primarily based on comfort. So Shine, not the target audience for Shine. I had heard that Shine uh, was getting the influencers, paying them to try to make themselves look better because they had a bad reputation. Temu is suing Shine, saying that Shine is using intimidation on merchants who list on both sites. So if I have a product and I list it on Temu and I list it on Shine, that Shine will come and try to intimidate me to take it down from Temu. Now, these are all shit companies. I wouldn't trust any of these companies. But when they get into intimidation mafia tactics, we are now getting into a new stage of capitalism. Uh, This interferes with Temu's business. So Shine has also tried to interfere with Temu's business by uh, issuing thousands of copyright takedowns. 63% of the copyright takedowns on Temu are actually claims from Shine. Uh, They've also claimed that Shine has imprisoned merchants who list with Temu and confiscated their devices. So basically, I'm a merchant. I want to sell some stuff on Temu and Shine, maybe Amazon. Uh, The Shine representatives will be like, oh, come meet with us in this office and they'll lock me in the office and take away my cell phone. And they don't want to let me go until I agree to take all my shit down from Temu. This is the dystopia that fiction talks about. Like, if you think about all the science fiction and video games and stuff, what you end up with is two, three, four, five companies that become company states and they run everything and they compete against each other. But then, of course, it gets to this level where they have private armies and militaries. And since it's a dystopia thing, they got like ninjas and assassins and uh, robots and stuff. And then they kill other people. But again, the police are useless because they don't have the same power as the company state that's now in place. So you end up working for a company. You work for that company for the rest of your life until you die. That is, I mean, this is dystopia. You have a company that is intimidating, kidnapping people to try to get them to stop working with another company. They're using tactics that are clearly illegal. I'm wondering how this is going to get proven, though, because if this is actually proven, then Shine actually has people who should go to jail. Weirdly, because Temu is making the accusations, it makes them seem like the good guy. But like I said, when I started, I'm pretty sure the programmers for that are a group of scam people who actually like created software that collects your information and sells it directly to, I would even assume Shine at this point shine has then gone back and accused temu of getting influencers to say negative things about shine and to promote temu but that was dropped so it's not that they didn't do it it's that they couldn't prove it and then shine is trying to go public in the u.s so this is a big problem because it's very hard to go public if you have like court cases pending they have labor practice issues uh copyright merch controversies but i mean this is all just the same for amazon and i'm wondering where it's going to end up like uh you have Amazon is the dominant online retailer. Temu got my attention because they sold stuff really cheap. Uh, the keyboard that I have right here, they sold it to me for about $4. Now it's a 30, 40, $50 keyboard. And so they're selling things at like 90% discount to get you into their system. And that's where I realized, oh, maybe that's how they get your information. But if they want to keep their company going, they actually have to make a profit. They actually have to sell. And like I said, it is a giant company. I, it's, it's weird now that we have giant companies in the internet space that I've never even heard of. Like I had not heard of Temu until a few months ago. And then after I bought something from them, I saw a report on them and I, it keeps popping up because now the algorithm is caught that I've actually bought something from them. It keeps popping up in the algorithm and I get emails from them and stuff, but it was just completely off the radar for me. And I was wondering, is that me? Am I not connected in that way anymore? Shine makes sense. They don't sell products that I really care about. So there'd be no reason for me to know about them. All I knew is that there was controversy with labor practices because that is something I'm interested in. That uh, shows where my brain is as someone who uh, basically makes podcasts and just reads the news all the time. But I'm looking at late stage capitalism and dystopian novels and seeing a lot of the stuff they're talking about. Like if they're actually physically intimidating people, if they're actually going so far as to imprison people in rooms for periods of time, uh, we really are approaching a point where we need an international police organization to monitor the behavior and actions of international companies because local police won't be able to do it. But then now we're getting into like literal, yeah, it's just dystopia. We're getting into these literal novels where you have private militaries going at each other, uh, stealing information and stuff Uh, And it's, it's at that point where he's like, is this the world I want to live in? And of course, about 10 years ago, I realized it wasn't. Opera GX has come out with a new uh, version of their browser, which is fine. I mean, I use a couple of different browsers. I have one that I use primarily just personally. So like all my regular surfing stuff is Chrome. And then I have one that I keep separate from everything else, so if I ever want to do something on Twitch on stream or anything and I want to throw something up, I don't want there to have any sort of naughty websites remembered in the in the in the cookies or anything uh, so I use a completely different browser. I use Vivaldi for that so if I ever throw up like a page, I'm going to do it in Vivaldi and then uh, if I click a link it comes up in edge. I haven't changed that yet. So I essentially have three functional browsers on my computer at any time. But Opera GX has always been one that I've, I've used it and then dropped it and then used it and then dropped it. It's kind of like Firefox. I'll use it and then drop it and then use it and then drop it. Uh, the new one though has a panic button, which I really enjoy this innovation. Uh, so if you hit F12, so you're, let's say you're looking at a naughty, naughty website and your mom or dad comes in the room. If you hit F12, it will mute playback immediately and it'll switch to a new window. You can pick the website that it will go to to be your safe site. So you could just pick something uh, really nice, like a CNN news site or something like that, something that would make your parents happy, a study site, something that would be very, you know, oh, you know, he's looking at how to improve his language skills. He's looking at uh, different courses he could, he could audit at different universities. What a, what a great young man. Then you hit F12 again, It brings back your penguin porn with the full sound uh, regaling you instantly. The interesting thing you can do though, so let's say you're a parent, you're on the other side. You walk in to your kid's room and you see them hit the keyboard really quick. All you have to do is walk up and press F12 and see what comes back up on the screen if they're using the Opera GX browser. I do like this as an innovation though because you should have the ability to keep certain stuff sort of personalized and private and uh, you should have an emergency escape thing. I used to run a blog uh, when blogging was relatively popular, and you know big long essays with pictures and stuff and I made a second version of it, and what I did is I skinned it to look like a word document, and I also had it so it would not load any of the pictures so if you really wanted to just sit in your office all day and read my blog, you could actually just click this link on the main page and it would take you to if you hit um full screen. It looked like a full-screen Word document. It had the ribbon across the top, and then all the text was loaded into Times New Roman as a document, and you could just scroll down and read all the stuff. You didn't get the pictures, but that's fine. I wasn't particularly good at pictures anyways. But I already had the same thought. I'm like, there are situations where you don't want other people to really know what you're doing, in this case, uh, I wasn't doing anything dirty on my website, but it was entertainment. And if you're in your office and you want to read entertainment, I wanted to facilitate that because I wanted you to have a fun, happy, good time at your workplace and I wanted you to come back to my website. So I'm actually thinking about trying Opera GX, not for the panic button, because, again, I'm now at a stage in my life where if someone walked in and I was looking at porn, I'd be like, excuse me, I'm looking at porn. Please get out of my room. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be particularly ashamed of that. I did get the scam email. And it's the one where they go, we hacked your webcam and we screenshotted you while you were masturbating to porn. And then they always throw in a little joke like you have good taste or something like that. Uh, And it's funny because even if I believed they had done that, they'd pick the wrong target. Of course, they don't pick the targets. They just like blast out an email to everyone on the planet. I was jokingly telling my wife about it, that I got this email. And she said, yeah, but... If you got that email, and because what they said is, if you don't pay us whatever one hundred thousand uh, dollars in Bitcoin, send it to this wallet, we're gonna send everyone in your Facebook or your links or something an image of you masturbating to porn. And my wife went, "But you wouldn't care." I was like, "Yeah." At this point in my life, if they sent a picture of me masturbating to porn to everyone I know, like everyone in my my friends list on various websites. Uh, I think everyone knows me would find it just as funny as I would find it myself. So that's ineffective because essentially, if you want to shame people, you have to attack people who have shame. The last big piece of news that I want to talk about because I'm just trying to Again, I've talked in the last episode that uh, I haven't been very productive with C. McBee. Indigenous Japan kind of runs itself as long as news is coming out, and it always is. I can just gather news and then talk about it. But C. McBee, I have to have the ideas or have a news source or something. I hurt my knee about a month ago, and it's meant that I am not having any creative thoughts. I think it's Maslow's Pyramid of Needs, and so down at the bottom is all your basic needs. And if you want to get intellectual thought is at the top. So basically at the bottom, you have to have food. You have to be able to go to the toilet and you have to have comfort. And then the next one up is going to be comfort. Like you have to have uh, a place to live and be able to survive and, you know, wear clothes and be warm. And then you can get to eat good food and have uh, entertainment and then get to the next level and the next level and the top level is you can actually take time to have intellectual thought but as something goes wrong in your life it actually drops you down a level so my knee causing me discomfort means I'm not thinking about the world I'm thinking about my knee which actually means injured people are dumber because not of their own fault they're just so focused on the pain they feel they're not having any other thoughts the example that I really enjoyed was let's say you were a member of a, a peace treaty group. So you're, you're, you're sitting down, you're trying to get, you have two warring factions and you're going to try to get those two warring factions to sign a peace treaty. And this is like lives are on the line. And so you're in the negotiations and you really, really have to poop. This is a great example of what it's talking about. Like it doesn't matter how smart you are. If you are distracted by a physical need, you're not going to be able to maintain any sort of level of physical or, intell- or intellectual thought. So if you don't take care of those base needs first, you won't be able to achieve that level of intellectual ability that you're capable of. So because I have a messed up knee and it hurts all the time, I'm not capable of having intellectual thoughts anymore. So I need to pull from the news because I'm not having any ideas. My only idea is, God, my knee's stiff. God, my knees hurts. Oh, geez, I wish I could use my knee again. That kind of stuff. But the most recent news, I use Twitch. I record This podcast on Twitch, I use it to capture the video. I capture the video, I download it, I edit it, I extract the audio, make a podcast, that's the original source, take whatever's left over, which is the video, put that on YouTube and some other places so you can watch the video. Edited so you don't have to listen to me cough and sneeze. The news, so I record this on Twitch and some news came out on December 13th and they decided that they wanted to put a warning uh, essentially on your boobs. Before anything sort of sexual was... Not allowed, but sexual and stuff. It, this is the problem with porn and art is how is it defined? And it's very difficult to define. So people don't know what it is. Twitch allowed people to, I mean, people were already pushing the limits. I had watched a couple and I don't watch them for any sort of sexual gratification. I just kind of shocked as I just stared at it. It's very, very much like a car wreck. So there was Kirara Ki, Kitty. And she just puts oil and sparkles on her boobs and pushes wears like a push-up bra and basically does nothing. And then just recently, someone showed me Asian Bunny X, who has got a ridiculous body. It's very cartoonish. But I noticed she actually spends a significant portion of the stream not on screen. So, I mean, maybe that's part of the technique. So, she's wearing a string bikini and everything's hanging out but that's fine as long as it's rated for adults. Well, they came out with a new thing. It was sort of a mature content, uh, sexual content kind of thing. They will now allow deliberately highlighted breasts, buttocks, and pelvic regions, which means the bikini would be perfectly acceptable, whereas before it would be up to the content uh, moderators to decide if this was acceptable or not. And again, this is comes down to opinions, which is hard because we're supposed to be following rules, stuff like that. But then what does that actually mean? Highlight. Can I basically have a black room with a spotlight on my boobs? Uh, and the other thing is, they said is that they made it the same for art streams because art streams, you know, art is often sexual or has sexualized themes. So they wanted to do that. I actually thought this was a very nice idea. They're like, we want people to be able to express themselves. And then another person suggests maybe they want a bit of that OnlyFans money. But because they have no way of tearing out people like, how do you make pe- make sure that people are adults? Like OnlyFans, for all the bad it may be, you need a. I think you need a credit card to join it, which means you're at least an adult enough to get a credit card, or you can steal it from your parents. But that way, at least they are trying to make sure only adults are in there, whereas Twitch isn't set up that way. Like, I actually put my streams on adult because I swear a lot or I want to feel free to swear. But I've had kids come in, like they come in and they say, hey, I'm 12 years old. And I'm just like, kid, I actually don't think you should be here. They also said erotic dances are okay, So twerking, grinding, pole dancing. But that was already okay. So what erotic was beyond twerking? I don't actually know. So I'd be interested and actually see what that, what I guess they needed, they needed a video with examples, which I never saw. And I think that actually might be a big problem for a lot of rules is what you really need more than anything else is examples of the rule so you can understand what is too much and what is not enough. The too much bits, as an example, would actually be really interesting. Streamers had said the previous rules were confusing, but I actually think the new rules still are. Uh, They said no sex games and no porn. But if you use this tag, you won't be on the front page anymore. So I think that's fair. So then came the tsunami of boobies. And the tsunami of boobies meant that on December 15th, they rolled back what they'd already said. So it's officially too much, and we're rolling back the artistic nudity changes. And I mean, oh my god. It was not artistic at all. It was just boobies everywhere. The irony being that over those two days, I didn't even get a chance to go look around and see if I could see any boobies. I didn't get to see any more boobies than I would normally see on Twitch. The comments from the the company were interesting though. Much of the content created has been met with community concerns. So they're actually saying people who use the website were the ones who were concerned about how sexual it had gotten. And then in the art, they said AI deepfakes might be used might be difficult to discern from real pictures. So they're basically saying, like, if we allow people to do artistic renderings of nudity, people will start deep faking celebrities and stuff and saying, look, I have this picture of celebrities. Uh, the CEO of Twitch said he didn't really understand or he didn't really believe how realistic AI art could be. The irony for me being that we have people who go on art streams on Twitch and they can draw. It takes a long time, but they draw photorealistic pictures. So if you ask them to do something sexual, they can do a photorealistic sexual picture. Uh, It's, I mean, people have that skill physically. If they have that skill physically, that translating into computer-aided or AI art is going to be actually very easy at that point. Uh, a, lot, a few streamers made fully nude avatars or overlays with nude images in them, which was already actually not allowed. You're not supposed to do that. But then, of course, they're like, we have to find out what the boundaries are. The only way to find out the boundaries is to actually, like, push them ourselves and test them. So a guy drew Michelangelo. Michelangelo has a pee-pee. Um, and when he got to that, he actually got a three-day ban for it. Oh, no. Yeah, Michelangelo is David, not Michelangelo. Michelangelo was an old man, although he had a PP, too. So I guess at the end of the day, if he drew him naked, it would have been the same result. But no, he didn't draw Michelangelo. He drew Michelangelo as David. That being a famous piece of art is a famous piece of art acceptable to show on stream. Apparently not. Three-day ban. So the CEO said, we went too far. And then I actually ended up interpreting that as don't be nice to artists because they're always going to push the boundaries and see what they can get away with. Which isn't the right message. I mean... It's just sex sells so much. So Asian Bunny X, again, she's not even on stream and she'll have like 14, 15, 16,000 people sitting there looking at an empty room waiting for her to come back. That's just horny kids. And I sit there, sometimes I watch it and it's like a tragedy because here I am, I want to do something interesting. I want to do something uh, that is maybe informative for people. And yeah, you know, I get like three, four viewers. I get a, about 800 people listen to the podcast. So I'm actually pretty happy about that. To me, that is my core audience, which is why the audio should always come first. But in the same vein, I once got super, super disappointed. I went back to Canada to visit and uh, of course the jet lag hit and I couldn't sleep. So it's like, 2 o'clock in the morning and there's a TV show on and it's reality TV because that's the only thing on at like 2 o'clock in the morning in Canada and it is supersize my pool and supersize my pool made me so depressed because this was a terrible idea for a TV show but it actually got made into a TV show whereas if you gave me the same amount of money to make a production of Ninja News Japan or C. McBee, and then I could hire a couple of writers and we could work together and we could brainstorm and have ideas. I think I could make a really good, really good informative show that's entertaining and a lot of fun. I don't get to do that because I don't have a big pool or boobies that I can show on screen. I don't know where that leaves me because intellectually, I want to, I don't even know what I want to say. Intellectually, what do I want? I want to be true to myself. And so I want to keep going with hopefully interesting commentary on different things. Um, But I realized with a fucked up knee, I'd do a lot better if I just had big boobs. That was the wrong song. That's again, shows sort of the state of mind I'm working with.